This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can catch it and more wherever you get podcasts and music and follow us on all the social medias at 323READ, 323READ. And you can support the show and help us continue to grow by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash 323READ. You can get early and exclusive releases there, merch and more for as little as $2. $2. That is patreon.com slash 323READ. R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I am your host, Reed Murphy, and this is a special edition of the show. Very special edition, because look. We're over a hundred episodes in, somehow, and I mean that deserve that's the fanfare right there. Hundred episodes in plus, at this rate, I don't even know what the official count is. But when you get that deep in, we can start doing best of episodes and clip shows, especially on this special of a week when we're getting prepared, working hard, and about to have a lot of fun at Awesome Con. And this show is for you. Any new listeners coming from AwesomeCon that are going to discover us there and to show you that, yes, the base of this show is it's sports talk. And, you know, that's that's what we're built on and in sports media. But there's also lots of times where there's not really anything to talk about in sports. The NBA Finals just ended. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on that championship, their first championship. But now that that's over, there's not really much, too much going on. I mean, Women's World Cup will be starting at some point. But, like, the you know, all the biggest stuff will start popping up August, September. So what else do we talk about? What else do we love? Marvel. Geeky culture animated stuff that's why i mean we got zuhair ali of the animation deliberation podcast we have emily sissel who is like the star of, of this best of you'll hear her throughout this thing josh cole you know former virginia delegate huge huge marvel nerd huge funko pop collector like like crazy it's crazy I mean, Travis Byram is in this best of Mr. B as we talk about Morbius and our good pal, Jared Leto. There is a lot of geeky culture that we love to get in whenever we can on this show. So to show you just a taste of that, we're giving you some of the very best geeky culture things that we have talked about on the 323. And we're going to launch into that right now uninterrupted let's start it with m's marvel minute we should be talking about marvel a lot more on this sports podcast always thankfully since we've been on doctor strange and the multiverse of madness came out moon knight the entire moon knight series came out Mm -hmm. on disney plus we're now entrenched in miss marvel Two-thirds of the way. Two-thirds of the way. It has been fantastic. There is a lot to talk about. Thor Love and Thunder is coming out extremely soon. So, in order to sum everything up right, we started a segment last season called M's Marvel Minute. And thankfully, we have Emily Sissel herself back on here. So, it is time now for M's Marvel Minute. M's Marble Minute is a thing now. M's Marble Minute is starting now. M's Marble Minute is a thing now, that's for sure. Sometimes it's a minute, sometimes it could be more. M's Marble Minute on the 323. Zoo, have you heard that before? I wasn't sure if you heard it. Okay. (laughs) My insides hurt. (laughs) Isn't it good? So good. I was just, I just loved the music itself, and then that just threw me for a loop. I wasn't ready for that. Ow. 
Emily, <laughs> your Marvel Minute is clear. Okay, so Moon Knight was a six-part limited series starring Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, who has several different personalities, dissociative identity disorder, also known as multi-personality disorder. We also get to meet his wife, Layla, potentially ex-wife, ex-lover thing. Uh, there's all kinds of weird crap and amazing Egyptian mythology and history. A lot of it completely accurate, except for the... I have Osiris, which I complained about immensely to read already. However, it was very well done, and they worked with Na National Geographic, which was really cool for that show. Then we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Basically, Wanda just went batshit crazy, and she is in no way redeemable. She's a cool character, a great villain, love that, but she is not redeemable to become a hero again, and I really hope Marvel doesn't do that because I think it would take away from her as a strong, empowered woman. Benedict Cumberbatch, amazing with all kinds of different versions of Strange and his acting capabilities. Hi. Damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was M's Marvel Minute. It was so much more like actually flowing than the first time I did it. I know, it. I appreciated that. I wanted to interrupt last time. <sighs> this time I finally got my wish. <laughs> but Multiverse of Madness you did enjoy? Yeah, so the, I actually enjoyed it more the second time around watching it. Um, and I think... I think because I just wasn't used to the Sam Raimi-ness. Like, I, I, I enjoy Sam Raimi, but I, it kind of, like, that second viewing, I think things just kind of, like, I noticed more things than I had the first go around. So if you watched it once and you didn't like it, I would watch it a second time because it's on Disney Plus now, and you might enjoy it more because you'll notice little bits and things all around there, which was really cool. And Ms. Marvel is oh, everything. Raimi to a Thor movie actually showing partition in an accurate way and discussing it. I mean, my only hope is they'll eventually start talking about Kashmir and then let's get Moon Knight to bring in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and my little world geography cultural heart will be content. Well, yeah, while we're at <laughs> while we're at Miss Marvel, yeah, it's been a fantastic show. It's so much good. it's far exceeded my expectations because I don't know. I th I thought from you know, early trailers and commercials, it was going to be much more of like a kind of YA team style show. But, and I didn't know too much about the character of Kamala Khan, but it has been incredible to me. I've, it's been very fun. The entire cast has been awesome. I've learned a lot about the culture from the show, which is a fantastic element and exactly what they wanted. And she's just an awesome character, an awesome hero. And she's going to be, a big piece to this universe. She is, I know that she and this show are very important to both of you in a variety of ways. Zoo, how have you been enjoying this show? What kind of impact has it had on you? That it's amazing. Uh, it's, it was funny with Moon Knight and Miss Marvel coming out. I was actually more excited for Moon Knight just because the character overall and I was just nervous about Miss Marvel and how they were going to depict everything but it's been a total flip-flop where it's like there's more stuff I wanted from Moon Knight and like Miss Marvel has just been perfect uh, in relation to like my experience with it I am a Pakistani American I moved here from Karachi when I was three I've only been back once just like Kamala has uh, that was when I got to hang out with my nani for the first time and my nanu and my cousins and all that so like just all of those experiences, how they incorporate Pakistani culture and Muslim culture and talking about variety and diversity and throwing the language and the, the interactions like with American friends, like all of it is so perfect and so beautiful. And I've got to be on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast every week for an instant reaction. And every week I get to talk about like how it affected me and like the relatability and then like translating some of the stuff or like elaborating more on the culture that they show in there. So like, I, I wasn't expecting the show to be so perfect. I wasn't expecting all the integration to be amazing. We got to interview, um, Auntie Rosie, uh, Anjali Bimani. And I didn't think I'd actually get to talk to her about culture and integration and how much it meant to Kevin Feige to like, make sure that we celebrated Pakistani culture. So like just all of that. And Iman Bilani just, being incredible all of it was so perfect and i just can't wait for more you have more thoughts on the show em? uh so 
because I have I come from many different points for why the show is phenomenal and so important to me. And one is the comic book side. And like if you're a comic book reader and you've read Will Wilson's, you know, Ms. Marvel No Normal going all the way through uh, with Mecca and all those issues, then you can see just how heavily they have used the comics with the show. Like, no, it's not the exact same storyline, but holy crap. I mean, like some of just the way they did the writing and the language, it was very clear that they took what Willow Wilson had done to heart and they actually utilized it because there's a reason why she is like one of the most coveted comic book writers and why Ms. Marvel No Normal is very quickly on page to start outselling every Spider-Man comic and issue that's been out there. And it's because she is so phenomenal at what she does. Then there's the, you know, more female hero aspects as being a woman and actually seeing, you know, like that representation be had and that like she can still be a female and she can still be a Muslim and she can still be a uh, Pakistani and she can still be a teenage girl, but in the heart of it, like she, she is a geek and like, yeah, she's like all those other things, but she is like the ultimate nerd, like all of us and everybody can relate to it. Yeah. I was going to bring that like, up because you bring in the geek and the fangirl aspect of it. She's essentially you. <laughs> Every episode that I've seen, and like especially her at Avengers Con, like she's you. <laughs> well, Iman Vellani, like when she did interview, she was like, "I am Kamala Khan, but for me, it's Robert Downey Jr. and it's Iron Man." And I'm like, "I'm like, I am just Kamala Khan. It is Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel for me." <laughs> uh, it's okay. She's like, "I'll actually implode. I can't see him." I know, <laughs> and it's. So just all those aspects, it just it it really helps you feel seen and heard. It's one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk, because it's very clear how much they're going to be representing the women from their mid-20s to mid-30s in that show. Like everything about like even like her like using Tinder and stuff like that. Reed and I met on Tinder. <laughs> like all my all my experiences are just like that as well. And so Marvel bringing all these things in are phenomenal. I have a lot of uh, thoughts and things that they've done, especially, uh, you know, culturally. And since I am in, on, I'm an anthropologist and do all that type of stuff. And on that side, I have lots of thoughts for Ms. Marvel on that. But we're doing a cast with superhero ethics. And I think that they're more geared for that podcast. So you can check that out when Zoo and I are eventually able to record it. Easier. Um, and I'm just, I'm really hoping that what they've done here, they did a great job with East Asian and Chinese culture. They're doing a great job with the South Asian culture and Southwest Asian culture. I just really, really want them in, to bring in that with Latinx culture and with Mexican culture. And just because that. That, that that will really speak to my heart. And I if they're doing everything that we're seeing potentially with Namor and Mayan and Aztec mythology and stuff, those are the story, like the same way like Zoo is experiencing all the, these things, that's what it would be like for me for Namor. And I'm, I hope I can get that same kind of experience. Or they could, you know, bring back our boy Robbie Reyes. Oh my God, Agents please Field. just give me Robbie Reyes. Bring Shield back. Thank you. Oh, he's the best. I don't care about Shield. Just bring Robbie Reyes back. Yeah, and, just bring yeah Robbie. Because you know what? Johnny plays. It's just a hot take. Worst Ghost Rider ever. So lame and boring. Just another blonde white dude. <sighs> Robbie Reyes is where it's at. Robbie Reyes. El Diablo. It's time for At The Movies with Mr. B. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, At The Movies with Mr. B is back. Travis Byram is back. At The Movies with Mr. B brought to you by Sony Pictures Morbius, starring Jared Leto. It's Morbin time, Travis. 
It's my favorite movie of the year, man. Oh my god. I'm so glad we're back just to even bring that up. That movie was awful. I can sincerely tell you that was I went into it with low expectations. Went into it sincerely low expectations. Uh I don't like these Spider Man spinoff things for villains that are lesser known. They're doing a new one called El Muerto with uh I think it's Bad Bunny is the lead, and that's the only draw for the movie for a character that has only appeared in I think half of one comic in the entire history of Spider Man. El Muerto. Okay. Then there's Morbius with Jared Leto. And I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt because Jared Leto, as much of a human shit stain as he is, <laughs> can sometimes, sometimes slightly act with yes. talent. But yes. holy shit, that movie was it was truly bad. Like it wasn't even enjoyably bad. It was just bad. Reed, can I ask you what was the what was the worst aspect of it? Because uh, I've heard a lot of criticism of it. haven't seen it myself. <sighs> the editing, honestly. Oh, no. The editing was... I, and it's not even something... I, I love to watch the aspects of film. I love to look for cinematography, for different effects, for score, everything. But editing isn't something I will totally notice all the time. And the editing for this movie was distractingly bad. And it just made a completely incoherent movie. The pacing was all over the place. The story was all over the place, but I didn't care about the story anyway. The (laughs) acting was remarkably shitty for a, what was a talented cast of Leto and Matt Smith of Doctor yeah. Who fame and uh, Michael Keaton had a very enraging cameo in the movie as is a uh, Spider-Man villain Vulture from uh, Homecoming. The movie was just bad. Just bad. And they tried to yeah. meme it into a sequel. They tried to <laughs> meme the uh, it's Morbin time and all of that shit and bring it back as they're like, oh, it bombed in the box office. But it's doing so well getting shit on by redditors and twitter alike that let's throw it back in the box in the theaters we're going to get this to sequel money it bombed a second time hey how does a movie bomb twice in the span of like 6 months oh you were right travis we don't talk about leto but we had to talk about leto to start this what i heard about that it was that is that is one of the funniest things I think the internet has ever done was to bring Morbius back just so people could hate watch it. The internet cyber bullied an entire movie studio. Now, do you, do you think that in due time when the meme has worn off, do you think Morbius reaches a level of so bad it's good cult status, or is it just garbage? I think it's just garbage because <laughs> I think like the first Venom movie was one of those like so good or so bad that it's enjoyable, but right. this one like there wasn't even an enjoyable aspect, there wasn't anything entertaining about how bad it was, like it wasn't unintentionally oh. funny or anything, it was just truly bad and if it were to get a sequel like i it makes no sense i don't even see how you bring that character back and leto <laughs> leto seems to thrive on it he thinks it went well morbid time's up ah <laughs> so looks like we're starting to get our starting lineup coming out here today. I'm not quite sure what I'm seeing here in terms of the goon squad. It looks like there's Dom, which is LeBron's son, is out there. Uh, And is that Anthony Davis? It sure looks like him, but he's bigger and blue with wings. So I don't know quite what's going on with the goon squad, but... Out here for the Toon Squad, we got LeBron leading them out. Bugs Bunny following along with Lola. 
We got Sylvester the cat and did they put Tweety Bird in the starting lineup? That is quite a move on their part. I'm not quite sure what uh, Daffy the coach here was thinking, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. All right, so we're about to get started here. Ball goes up, whistle blows, and how in the hell did his child just jump that high? Oh my God. He is like literally up in the atmosphere. Reed, I don't know what is going on here. I am quite terrified. I gotta say, LeBron really sucks at video games, is what it looks like. Like, really sucks at video games. Oh shit, his son just blocked him! Alright, it looks like the king has just been dethroned, people. The king has just been dethroned. And may I just say, on a fashion standpoint, we got Coach Don Cheadle over here from the uh, Goon Squad, and... He has been killing it. He's got like 15 different outfits and keeps changing them like every other 30 seconds. Uh, it's phenomenal. The all sequence suit, truly one of my favorite looks for Don Cheadle now. Oh, look at that. The Toon Squad has finally scored and we're over five minutes into the game. All right, we are at our first timeout. The Goon Squad is up by over 700 points. And it seems like the Goon Squad is coming in for their very first substitution of the game. It looks to be someone known as Kronos, also in Greek mythology, the god of time. Uh, he is in, and he has just slowed down time. Oh, it looks like we're back. Normal speed. I did not like that. That felt very weird and strange. I'm freaking out, guys. I want to be able to go home. Did I just see the Mon Squad from the first Space Jam game? Oh my god, they're they're right there. Right next to, like, Voldemort. And did I just see the clown from IT, too? Pennywise? All right, people, we are at halftime. The Goon Squad is up by, like, over a 1,000 points. We really suck. Um, LeBron, you are the worst. You are literally going to kill all of us. Uh, he's really going to have to step it up and go totally loony in order to win this game. Now a word from our sponsors. My name's John. I'm from Bridesburg. I, I've been waiting for a Flow Rider concert this entire pandemic. I knew the pandemic would be over when Flow Rider took the stage. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Hit like and subscribe. Flow Rider's coming. Yeah! All right, folks. So it looks like halftime is about over. I really hope they got their shit together because I'm going to die. And I don't feel like dying today. LeBron is jumping through the air. Is he going to make it? Hold on. Coach Don is pushing him down. Dom throws his dad another power up. And yes, we score. Oh, thank the gods. I am going to live. I am going home. Thank every god entity out there, y'all. I am going to live. All right. Coach Don is done for. And it looks like that last glitch move. Oh, no. Guys, it it's killed Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is dead. Down, down, down. We won, guys. It was an unfortunate sacrifice, but I'm going to go on the court now, and we're going to get some post-game interviews going on before I finally get to go home here. All right. All right, how about we go ahead, all right, Coach Daffy. All right, Coach Daffy, you had a phenomenal game, all right? How do you feel about your best player, LeBron's performance? Despicable. All right, and ah, uh, Tasmanian Devil. All right, when you flipped the court, was that planned? <laughs> 
Oh, wow. You really, wow. He put in a lot of thought into this play, guys. Like, way more than I expected. So, in order to flip a court, how fast do you have to go for that? That that fast. You have to go that fast. Whoa. All right. So who's your favorite player to work with on this team? Oh. But it was a pleasure to meet Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> you know, I, I did not see Michael B. Jordan here. I, I thought I saw Michael A. Jordan out here. But Michael B. Jordan, damn. I really wanted to get Killmonger's autograph. Yes, it was a, a pleasurable halftime speech. Mr. Jordan came and gave us to wow. get our spirits lifted. A little clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose action from the hit NBC series Friday Night Lights. You know. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. All right. Well, Taz, you, you are so well-spoken. Um, all right, guys. It looks like, oh, I'm about to get beamed back into the real world, finally. And so uh, I'm just going to leave it back to you, Reed. Back to the 323 Home Studio. Thank you, Emily. That was a fantastic report. We are safe. Thank you, LeBron. You're still not as great as Jordan. You're still fourth best all time. Rest in peace to Bugs Benny. He's dead. That kind of uh, That kind of went really silently in there. Bugs Bunny is dead. But we're safe. Shout out to LeBron James. Space Jam, everybody. We're going to do an animated movie draft. And then we're going to do an actual stereotypical mock draft. But first, we got to be weird. We're going to go with animated movies because we have the guy here. We have the one, Zahir Ali. He's a co-host of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. You need to listen to it wherever you can find podcasts. And... We have Scott Elia, certified dad, the owner I'm of. I'm a dad. He's a dad. Pizza rolls. Oh, my pizza got, rolls are done. I got all the streaming services. He has them all. You guys are experts to animated movies because Zoo, you cover them. You cover animation. Scott, you have to watch the same movie over and over and over and over <laughs> and over. <again. laughs> There's gonna be a couple movies that will not be on this list for that reason. Just out of just out of pain. So this well, this is how it works, people. It's not going to be like our normal top fives that we do. This is going to be a top five in a sense, but we're drafting our top five from a list of animated movies from the history of time. I think we've deemed things like Space Jam, who's framing Roger Rabbit, will count just because they're heavy on animation and animation is a big part of them. But this is all to form what you believe would be the perfect lineup of movies to entertain a room full of people from ages 2 to 92. This has to entertain them for a whole day because they're they're quarantined or triggered or something 2022-ish that's keeping <laughs> them in the house. So are you guys ready to enter the war room to enter the draft. Yeah. So the lottery that we did right here, and it took a surprising amount of time to get the lottery done. We have our draft order. Uh Oh, number one pick will be Scott Elia. Wow. Wow. The number two pick will be Zahir Ali. And the number three pick of course will be reed murphy boo you stink <laughs> so is that a hint to what's going to be coming on your movie list actually not but now that i'm thinking about it i think it may have just hit the big board <laughs> i got a full big board i've got a full big board i have a full draft personnel team here because we're going to put these up to for debate on the social medias so i brought in everybody to help me i've got urban meyer as a consultant 
I've oh, got I'm sorry. Uh, that dude who used to be with the commanders, he was really good, but he was like really deep into the beers and he got fired from uh, Dan Snyder for it. <laughs> we got them all here to help me get these movies done. So that the... didn't narrow down any player for me. <laughs> <laughs> Scott McLuhan. That's his name. Scott McLuhan. <laughs> he loves beer. The number one pick is up. It is Scott Elia. He is on the clock and Scott. The pick is in with the number one pick. Who do you have with the number one pick? I am going to be picking Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Wow. Okay. That wasn't on my, I said I was going to laugh hysterically if somebody picked that, but then I was like, yeah, you guys are predictable that it's such a good movie. It is so good. They just made an announcement yesterday that the sequel called Across the Spider-Verse. I know it's been delayed. It was supposed to come out October this year. It's been delayed to next year because the scope is so massive. They said they're jumping right. from 40 characters in the first one. Now it's going to be about 240 characters. Damn. Just in the sequel and the third part, which they're all going to be connected, which has now been named Beyond the Spider-Verse. Beyond the Spider-Verse. That sounds epic. Yeah. Perfect. God, Sony, don't mess it up. Oh, they'll find a way, just like <laughs> El, El Muerto, as they have announced their new oh, adaptation God. of a Spider-Man villain who's only appeared twice in the comics. El Muerto <laughs> is getting his own movie with Bad Bunny starring in it. Fuego. <laughs> Zahir Ali is on the clock. And the pick is in. da 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 I am picking Shrek with my first pick of the draft. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Had mine on there too. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Why are you going? That was with... the one I was nervous about. You wouldn't see, yeah. You said that nobody was going to get these things on here. Did you have Oh, it in... was on my list. Did you have Into the Spider-Verse on your list? That was the one that I didn't put on my list because I knew both of you had it on yours. I actually don't have it on my big board. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. But I had to do Shrek first. That was the one I was worried about. Everybody loves Shrek. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. It still holds up. Shrek is I onions. watched it over the weekend. It still holds up. <laughs> the number three pick is in from me. And I still get... My number one, my number one on the big board is actually still there, but I'm going to pass up on it because I have a feeling I can take something from Zoo. I think this might be on his board. I love this movie now that I've finally seen it, but I always love the music for it. I'm going with the number three pick, Spirited Away. Mm. No, it wasn't on your list. Damn, may it, I just may have wasted a pick. I haven't even seen it yet. What? <laughs> wow yeah i'm very behind on miyazaki films no that was definitely like on my honorable mention that was kind of flirting with the number five spot but no that is a great great movie okay well we are underestimating each other a lot today we really are <laughs> <laughs> so the number four pick scott elia what do you have Ooh. Just because it's such a nostalgic movie for me, I get taken right back to being six years old again every time that I see it. Toy Story 1. So predictable. Ooh. I'm white. <laughs> of course I'm predictable. <laughs> the number five pick in the draft in his second movie or team, whatever this is. Zoo, what do you got? Sorry, I forgot um, to play the noise. Mandatory. I am going to wreck it with Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh. Wow, I forgot about that movie, too. If you're going, I mean, shout out to Haley Hobbs for helping me out with that one. Um, but if you're going from 2 to 92, that movie just has such a huge level of diversity. You're hitting old video games with modern animation and just good humor all around. It's it's a It's a thumbs up for everybody. Well, I'm out here high-fiving my war room. Because <laughs> I thought my, you were pushing me off the screen. <laughs> the, number, the number one pick on my big board has not been taken yet. 
I am going with Shrek 2. Wow. <laughs> with that six pick. You gotta love Shrek. Shrek 2 is, I will go ahead and die on the hill that it's better than Shrek 1. I believe that it is one of the greatest sequels of all time. Godfather Part 2 can suck it when it comes to Shrek 2. <laughs> it's just a fantastic movie. It hits everything. It's hilarious. It's got all the humor, all the heart and the emotion. It's got Puss in Boots. Who doesn't love Puss in Boots? Yeah, Shrek 2. That's my number two team. Number seven pick in the three two three animation draft. Scott, who do you have? This one is not gonna be predictable because I'd be very shocked because I haven't met very many people who who have watched it, but those who know it, they know how good it is. The Iron Giant. Okay. Good one. Good one. Classic. Number eight, zoo. Gotta give DC some love and throw in Batman under the red hood. That's a good one. That's a good one. Favorite DC movie. I can't not throw it in there. And it's a one-off, so you don't have to worry about sequels. Where does that rank in all DC movies, even live action? Is it even is it number one even there? Ask me the next time you have me on. <laughs> it's up there. It's really up there. <laughs> Well, with the number nine pick, I am going to go with something that I think everybody can get around. Finding Nemo. Ooh. The standard field trip movie. Thrown on every time. Always stays. That's another one I felt like somebody else would pick. Well, yeah, I'm 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 that basic bitch. Scott, <laughs> the number ten pick belongs to you. Who are you taking? Uh, I am going to go in the same semi-thread with you with Spirited Away. I'm going to go with My Neighbor Totoro. I have never seen that. It's good. It's a, it's a, it's a, a cute <laughs> little movie, man. It's like an hour 20 tops, but the girls love it. It, it just follows the you know two girls who move to the country with their sick mom and wondrous woods around them it's 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 a cute little movie the girls love it can you imagine trying to pitch a movie for something you have to make last 24 <laughs> hours you're like it's good it's good it's good, it's good. It's something it's like you only got four movies to watch <laughs> the closest i've gotten to seeing that movie is at katsukon a few months ago which by the way go to our youtube page watch the three two three goes to katsukon it is very entertaining very fun but something that didn't make it in there was us watching some guy we were at like i think the fifth floor of the gaylord and watched some guy down on the floor on the ground outside dressed as totoro and just he was lost he had no idea where he was going he could i don't think he could see really well out of the costume (laughs) he was just standing next to a tree because he found the tree and it was stable positioning wind was blowing really hard it was very sad it was a it was a miyazaki movie on its own so sad the number 11 pick i think i've lost count zoo what do you got all right well the lamp is hopping in for a little bit of pixar love on my end too and that's with monsters inc love monsters inc i hate it monsters university all right i enjoyed it i loved monsters university simply because one of the characters name is scott (laughs) (laughs) have you all watched the monsters inc show on disney plus I have not. I haven't yet. Yeah, it's very cool. Is they that get... Monsters at Work or is that a different one? Yeah, yeah. That's no, awesome. it's okay. the ones at work. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a isn't it kind of like a prequel show? No, it's actually a sequel. It was a sequel. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's actually University was the prequel. Yeah, it's actually set after, and it's got like other characters, but it does have Sully and Mike, and it brings oh, Billy f- Crystal and John Goodman back. It's very cool to see them doing hey, this for them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my fourth movie that I'm going to take, this is a wild card pick, and I don't know how people are going to feel about it, but I'm taking, as an orchestra nerd, an orc dork, Fantasia. Okay. I I can see the appeal. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. You know, a lot of the, you know, it's an old movie, so the older people in the house will 
be like, oh, I remember those days. I loved that movie. I I love that 2D <laughs> animation and not that that 3D shit that you millennials think is so eye popping. It gives me headaches. And it's got <laughs> classical music. It's got some. It's got it'll it'll lull the kids to sleep and make them ready for my number five pick that I don't <laughs> think anybody's going to take. But before that, we have to go to Scott. For your is this your fourth or fifth team? Is this your this final? Is, this is five. This yes, is the, the final, final one. This we are in the final round of the animation draft. Scott, who are you taking? I'm gonna be very basic and simply because the beginning of the movie gets me every fucking time up. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> basic. <laughs> listen i was fighting back and forth internally if i wanted to go with that or treasure planet and i had to go up i'll see the... i would respect you for treasure planet i wouldn't have guessed that one well see i had to i had to get the appeal in there for for the votes at that point because not a lot of people have seen treasure planet that whole yeah, style your pitch for spirited uh... away was so good right where's that <laughs> <laughs> no i just i just wish disney did that whole style of animation again i miss yeah. that I would like to see that again. Zoo, your final pick. My last one is one that I absolutely loved watching up, watching growing up. I debated between four from these options, but I finally settled with Pokemon the Movie 2000. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Yep. Lugia song is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard to this day. It is so precious and seeing lugia fight all three of the legendary birds like it's just amazing well wait pokemon the movie 2000 that's not the one where ash was turned to stone is it no that's that's pokemon the movie that's pokemon the movie that was the very first one 2000 was the second one but it came out in 2000 got you got you okay well with the final pick in the animation draft i reed murphy am taking Toy Story 3. Ooh. I think it's good for the end of the day, for the end of the night. The kids will still enjoy it, but they're getting sleepy. They'll still be starting to fall asleep, and they won't see their parents and older siblings just crying their fucking eyes out at the end with Woody being <laughs> saying, so long, partner. Predictable. Get out of here. <laughs> Go to hell. Go to hell. Above you. Go to hell. <laughs> Emily and I have become massive Funko collectors. Emily is I've actually turned her. She's become more fault. more addicted than me. I hate to you. Them. But somebody that is even deeper into the collection. That's true. Than us. If I ever feel bad about myself, I just look at some you, of his photos. You turn to Joshua Cole, who who has a massive library of Funkos and you and it brought it just brought me to the top 5 that we're going to do today. Because you have a collection. It was a gift we were trying to think of. We were like, what superhero, what Marvel hero Funko could we get, Josh? Are there any Are there any black heroes that are out that he doesn't have? All right, so Wait, what's the number of them that you have? 315. Good God. <laughs> See, I have 21. <laughs> and mine is worth $408. No, I'll tell you what got me to really do collecting. So I want to say maybe 2013, 2014, one of my girlfriends gave me my first two pops. It mm-hmm. was Rick from Walking Dead and Iron Man. Good one. And then I ended up with a Thor and a Hulk from Thor Ragnarok. And I remember going to Toys R Us before they shut down, Memory Eternal. I went to Toys R Us Man, and I was robot. buying, I know, right? I was buying Storm. And there was a guy who was standing beside me and he was like, Oh, you collect Funkos too? I was like, yeah, I just started. He was like, how many do you have? I was like, oh, I have like five. He's like, oh, huh? I have over 300. I was like, mm. <laughs> I wonder how many he has now. Now, right? That's right. what I want to know. That started me on my journey. <laughs> he has the entire roster. And Josh, on this show, maybe we should have done top five Funkos. That'll be that'll be a ne- that'll be next time. Okay. That'll be okay. next time. But it's a staple of this show that we do our top fives. <laughs> it's a staple of all sports shows that we do top five. So we welcome you on 
as this collection of Funkos grows, as we've talked about all the different Marvel Black heroes that are getting their time to shine and in your Funko collection, we decided a list that I've been wanting to do will give off to you. We'll throw ours in there too. The top five black Marvel superheroes. Yes. So let's get that dramatic intro going. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the three, two, threes top five. Ah, here we go again. Why'd you bleep it? He's a man of the church. <laughs> Of course I've, we cleaned like, it up. I've cursed so many times in front of him. <laughs> yeah, but we had an ability. I didn't have the button, so we can do it here. <laughs> we all, all know right. who's listening. We got to get everybody in. We got to keep everybody involved. That's right. This is the top five. It is the 323's top five black Marvel superheroes presented to you by the Honorable Immaculate, the voice that's just... People have talked about my voice <laughs> and how great my voice no. is on this. And now we got Josh on here. Do you remember just the first the time thunder? I heard his voice? Oh, yeah. Oh, you would have been. Yeah. I heard your voice Emily and I was like, melted. I was like, it's orgasmic. <laughs> almost melted. People were like, you have to get into radio. I was like, we'll see. Yeah, it's, I was like, it's smooth and deep and so well spoken. That's right. This is Joshua Cole's top five Black Marvel superheroes. Now, Josh, the way we usually do this is we start from number five. All right. Start from the bottom, Ooh. give the name, and let me play the fanfare that you'll hear right here. All right. All right. So let's start at number five. All right. Josh. Number five, I'm going to give it to Sam Wilson, Captain America. <laughs> oh, Mr. Corny. <laughs> Number four, if people don't know who it is, Google it. His name is Blue Marvel. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's the one I remember during WandaVision. Everybody kept uh, expecting. Hyping up. Yeah, and they were. It got really out of control. They were like, so, "Oh, it's going to be Denzel Washington." This is this is my speculation. Every time we get a comic version of a Marvel Legends figure, that means the character is coming to the big screen sooner or later. They just made a Blue Marvel action figure that's coming out this year. So nice. I'm thinking he's coming out probably at the Marvels. As I say, it would sound right it, with the Marvels. Probably pretty accurate at some point that we would get him during the Marvels. My yeah. hope is that we'll actually get Carol's sister, who's mm. Cree. She's cool. Ooh. They start out like warring each other, and then they end up like besties. Interesting. And she's like, I'm excited for the Marvels. Jacked. <laughs> Our number three. I have to give it to Shuri as Black Panther. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you went specific with it, too. <laughs> Number two is T'Challa as Black Panther. He's not basic. Emily, Emily's list is already my, falling apart. It's Storm. Emily's prediction list is falling it's apart. It's number one. It's Storm. And number one is Aurora Monroe. Storm. No, okay. <laughs> Great list. Great list. He's why not basic is, like you. Why is Storm number one? Storm was, I think, as a kid, the first black superhero that I remember seeing because I grew up watching uh, the 90s X-Men series. And Storm is a queen when she married to the Black Panther. She controls the weather. She's worshipped in Africa. And, I mean, she's gorgeous. And, fun fact, Holly Berry was not originally cast as Storm. Angela Bassett was cast as Storm, oh. and they asked her to step aside for oh. someone younger. That's why Ryan Coogler gave her white dreads as Queen Ramonda. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, she maybe she's secretly Storm. Storm. I believe so. You look at all these pictures, and I have action figures of Storm that look like Angela Bassett. Maybe she'll like randomly have powers in Wakanda forever. <laughs> I'd be all for I it. I can see it. it. Yeah. They said she was going to be fighting in this movie, so we got her fighting in What If. I'm looking to see what she's going to do in this one. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, I will give my top five real quick of my top five black Marvel superheroes. Number five for me is Blade. Blade. Go with Blade. Number four, a little more recent, but it goes with my Spider-Man love, Miles Morales. Number three, somebody that forgot about at first and then had to jump him into the list it's lieutenant colonel james Rhodey rhodes aka war machine also the lover of a miss carol danvers <laughs> Miss carol danvers wait i missed that one 
Yeah, in the that's comics. A thing that's do, in the do comics. you not read the Captain Marvel comics? Not the Captain Marvel comics. But I love this. I love this. Yeah, they're a whole thing. <laughs> but because uh, Don Cheadle is too old for Brie Larson, clearly. No, no. I got a theory. It's going to be Sam Wilson. Because they because Rhodey is Air Force. <laughs> that was like their big connection was like Air Force and you know uh-huh. very similar view sets and stuff like that. Sam Wilson's the same way with the Air Force. He was a jumper and stuff like that. And so that is my hot take is that Sam Wilson and Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could do it. Okay. That's my that that that's my theory. Okay. You never forget Rhodes, <laughs> the uh the the argument for several white executives that all black people look the same. Terrence <laughs> oh Howard. God. <laughs> Number two for me, Storm. Yes. Number one, King T'Challa. Okay. The Black Panther. We flipped it. I'm good with that. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Emily Sissel, from the white perspective, on top five Marvel Black the Marvel superheroes. The most important perspective. Exactly. The one, the one that matters. Duh. Duh. Number five, Emily Sissel. Doctor Voodoo. Voodoo. Wow. I forgot about him. They need to put him in the movies. I thought I we were going to get him. I'm hoping. Doctor well, I I'm so hoping too. we're going to get a Strange Academy type thing. Uh, live action, not necessarily the full thing, but where they, oh, he starts teaching pupils. Well, he's already started teaching some pupils, like America Chavez. Yep. And I'm like, yo, bring Dr. Voodoo in, like the yeah. ultimate witch doctor. He's awesome. I forgot about that one. No. Um, and then, what do I have for number four? Oh, I had Valkyrie for mm-hmm. number four. Rune, also known as Rumia in the comics. Okay. Uh, and then for number three, I had Riri. Riri Williams. Ironheart, yep. Number two is Miles Morales. And number one is Storm. There we go. Storm dominating <laughs> the, these lists. Well, so here's the thing. Storm is like, I'm a straight female. I I'd love get, her. I'd get with Storm. I love yep. her. <laughs> I, like she is Thor, but better. Right. She has all the, the freaking like. Too. She has mm-hmm. like all the same power set and stuff like that. But she's, she's even better. better. <laughs> like she is better. <laughs> that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. It's really weird to hear myself sing. Again, follow the show at 323REID on all the social medias. You can support us on Patreon, Venmo, 323REID, or read 323 on Venmo. We will talk to you soon with new shows soon. Stay safe, everybody. On the 323. It's Mormon time, baby. Yeah.